Happy Friday. Welcome. It's my Amazon guys weekly Q&A where you can come in and ask Stephen Pope, me, your host, any question. It can be about PPC, SEO, catalog, merchandising, design, troubleshooting, you name it. We're here to talk about it. Wherever you guys want to go, that's what we'll do with the show today. Uh, we have a couple of people who have made some donations. We'll start with their questions. Uh, anybody that wants to join and become a member today, we do prioritize member questions. Just go to youtube.com slash my Amazon guy. Click on that join button. Uh, David asks, when shipping in FBA, besides putting on the shipping labels on the outside box, should you include a copy in the box in case the label gets ripped off or removed? Um, generally, we don't tend to do that. That's an extra step. Um, the bottom line is this. Once an item arrives at Amazon, if they check it in, you're going to get credit for those items. If they happen to lose them, you get paid as if the item has already sold. So there's really no need to put it inside the box either. Uh, but if you're a little paranoid, it couldn't hurt. Uh, but but typically speaking, if you have an Amazon label, an FN SKU label especially, it only needs to be on the outside there. I received product identified as could be used as a real replica government law enforcement military badge. Amazon removed it. It's a small uh, veteran lapel pin. Suggestions to fight it. Uh, I have not dealt with this specific issue before, David. I would suggest that you look at the terms and conditions that Amazon has, find the line item, and try and prove that yours doesn't violate it. Um, quote the line item in question. Give them the ASIN and say, hey, this doesn't, uh, this doesn't do what you say it does. It's just a replica. Um, but typically, Amazon, once they throw a policy book at you like this, very difficult to overcome. Uh, very small shot. You're going to be able to get that back, unfortunately. Uh, we also had a superstar sticker coming in from Jeremy for five bucks. Appreciate that. This is Jeremy's first time listening to um, our podcast live on YouTube. He usually plays it at one and a half speed over through Apple Podcasts or through another podcast means. Uh, Jeremy, this is the place to be, man. YouTube is definitely where we spend most of our time in action. Plus, you get, get questions answered. So, Super excited you joined us today, Jeremy. Hi, Stephen. I'm looking to help a brand as a wholesaler to improve their A-plus content on a listing. I'd like to use MAG. Will you need access to load the content or would they need to do that? So we we would request access to the account to, to help build out an A-plus content. For those that don't know, we do have A-plus content available for purchase on the website. I'll put a link in the chat. You can see it on this link here. We've done this more than 500 times. Um, cost is 1000 bucks and we'll do everything, including the keyword research. This is the really important one. Uh, if you're looking for SEO to go up, you got to really pay attention to your SEO and A plus content. Uh, Amazon claims they don't, uh, they don't index A plus content, but they do. How do I know this? How can you prove it? Go put Spanish keywords behind one single photos, alt text and you will see it index within 48 hours. So that's why SEO is so important for, for design. You don't just want to build a beautiful design. You also want to make sure, and it looks like our EBC examples are kind of messed up here. Let's see if I refresh the page, if that helps it. There it goes. So yeah, so we've got lots of EBC examples that we've done for our clients. You can see them here on the website. Um, so check that out. We'll put the link in the chat there for you. And uh, one of the most important things I'll emphasize here is that SEO needs to come ahead of any design elements. It needs to be thought of first. 
Uh, Matthew Furman also donating 20 today. Appreciate that, Matt. I don't see a question from you yet, but if you ask one, we'll be sure to prioritize it next for you. Oh, there it is. Actually, I see it now. Uh, had an issue and was on with the catalog team. I gave them my ASIN to look at, not realizing my main photo was not on a white background. The guy was nice and helpful. Didn't mention anything. Two minutes later, the pick had been removed. I replaced it with a correct one, yet prefer the other. What do you recommend? Uh, I would definitely go on white background if at all possible. They do police that. You could go on like an off, off white or like a almost a gray, but, but Matt, you're playing with fire here. Uh, you are going to have some challenges with the listing getting suppressed without you watching or looking at it. Uh, Matt, the other thing I would do is I would sign up for Helium 10's alerts because if you have a problem with your listing, you want to be alerted very quickly. Uh, and there, there's there's a challenge of not being able to watch your listing 24-7. So, so Matt, I think you'd be a good uh, candidate to get Helium 10 um, alert set up just to make sure you don't have that problem. Just put a link in for 50% off your first month. We do have an affiliate relationship with them. Big fan of Helium 10. Still my favorite keyword tool on the market. And there are a lot of new tools on the market. Jeff says your A-plus content examples on MAG are outstanding. Thank you very much. Please let us know, Jeff, what you like about them. Uh, we'll do more of those if we can. Uh, Matt also asks, Hi, Steven. What have you found to be the ideal size to upload your product listing picks at? Been doing 25 by 2,500, sometimes 3,000 by 3,000. So the, the minimum bar here is 1,600. So you have to be above 1,600. We've been telling people to go at least 2,000. Uh, I think 2,500 to 3,000 is is great. You probably don't have any additional gains from the 2,000 upward uh, to get the 2,500 or the 3,000, but it really can't hurt. There's really no reason not to provide it if you can. Uh, we do have a full image guide available on the website. If you just Google my Amazon guy photo guide, it should be the top results. We'll post a link to that in the chat as well. Photo guide coming in chat here. And uh, this, this is an older guy we put out in 2018, still 100% pertinent to today. Um, talks about like do's and don'ts. And towards the bottom of this, this is the area. Uh, photos need to be at least 2,000 by 2,000. We just mentioned that. JPEG is definitely preferred. No PNGs. Uh, six photos per, per item plus a video is the preference. Seven photos if you don't have uh, a video. And then I like to see... Uh, a main image on white, if possible, back image, show the labels, et cetera. This is usually the least sexy photo. And then show a close-up shot to show a feature. Use infographics, photos that have text and key features outlined. Give me a lifestyle and an aspirational. Not a whole lot of difference between these two, but really kind of how I break that down is lifestyle makes you feel like you're using the product or how or where. And the aspirational is really the humanization of the product in use to gain like the social gain. So this is really where it's like a lifestyle. You might show like a picture of feet on a beach, but on an aspirational shot, you need to show the picture of the person uh, looking at the camera and hopefully using the product or, or what the end result of that product would be. So definitely recommend that. We've got a new member from Jeremy joining the channel today. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you joining. Amazon has gone nuts on suppressing listings for hazmat and child protection certificates. I've uploaded both two and the listings are still suppressed suggestions. Uh, Jeff, this is a hard one. Very, very hard one on this one. So your category, I'm guessing, is probably toys based on the child protection certificates. Uh, you, you, you need to have uh, clearance on both of these. So the hazmat is easier. With hazmat, you can put up uh, 
an SDS sheet, or in your case, probably just need an exemption sheet and load it and then ask Amazon to process it. You follow up every two days on the tickets until that processes and goes through. On the child protection certificates, if you're having trouble with these, it's because your certificate likely doesn't have a very fine detail that they're looking for. So make sure it has your company's legal name on the document. Make sure it has your address and who the manufacturer is that provided it for you. Those are the typical most common things that we see that are problematic. So give that a whirl and check it out. All right, so we're going to go up to Scuda here. Hi, Stephen. How do I know if I need insurance for product liability? Where can I check? Any product uh, account that sells more than 10000 a month needs to have product liability insurance as of October. Um, we put out a video on how to do that. Uh, product liability insurance. Let's see if I can type in the right video and get that for you. So I'm going over to Google here to see if I can search for it. How to get business insurance for FBA. Here we go. There's the video in question. So we actually walked through like how we did it for, for Mobster. So Scuda product insurance. So check this one out. We use Hiscox. I think Hiscox is on the more expensive side. Uh, there are, we, we had a couple of people reach out and show us they had some additional places they got it for cheaper. Uh, but Hiscox is very well known. Uh, we've also had pro people talk to us about how they don't have um, product insurance for, for supplements, unfortunately. So that's another challenge that we've seen. Um, so just keep that in mind. You might have to find a very special product liability insurance if you're going down that route. Uh, we got another new member from Ange Angela. 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 Holy crap. Can't speak today. Thanks for becoming a member of the channel. Uh, don't see a question from me yet, but we'll go to it if you pop one in. Let's go to Scuda again here. So how do we get the holiday gift guide badge? So this requires a specific reach out. You have to have an account manager over to Amazon to get this. Um, so generally speaking, they reach out to you. Uh, very difficult to get this. Uh, I, I think maybe one out of um, 200 of our clients typically will get that badge each year. It's very, very hard to get. And, and so we don't generally recommend the Amazon account management programs, but this is the one time where it does come in handy. The challenge is, is like any of those accelerator programs, they ju they're just so expensive. It's not worth what you pay for what you get. Mike says, I got suspended on Walmart for shipping from FBA. I did too, by the way, last week. Uh, any advice how to appeal? You have to wait 30 days before you submit a plan of action. Yes, they're being super penalizing right now. Um, they really want to push WFS, which is Walmart's FBA equivalent program. And that's really what we're, that's what we're planning on doing for my Momster account um, is basically just using WFS. Uh, the funny thing is I have like my top 10 sellers in WFS right now on Walmart. They're also suspended because they suspended the whole account. So this has increasingly happened. You no longer can get away with using FBA for Walmart. Unfortunately, they've, they've really put the band hammer on this one. When shipping FBM, do you recommend using an Amazon potage or are they similar to, I think it means postage, uh, similar to ship station prices? Uh, honestly, they're pretty equivalent from my experience. I, I, I would go Amazon whenever possible, but if you need to use ship station, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You can also connect ship station directly into Amazon and it automates quite a bit of this. For FBM, do you recommend using small 3PL warehouses or rather big like deliverer? Uh, this is a good question. Shoot. I don't know if I know which way I'd go on this one. Supply chain is so jacked up right now. I would go with anybody with a pulse who responds to your emails. Let's go with that. Uh, deliver definitely as overwhelmed as the FBA system. Um, and I would say, um, local would be ideal if at all possible. 
Uh, if you can't do local, then I would go California or uh, somewhere on West Coast or or somewhere on both West and East Coast. If you can get a, a 3PL that has both coast to coast, that gives you a little bit more coverage, saves you on some costs. Any way to change the tr uh, thumbnail image on a variation listing? Uh, yes. Uh, so there's in the back end of Seller Central, there's a way to load what's called a swatch image. And I might be able to demo that even. So let's see if I can do that. So let's, let's scream share here. So I'm going to the back, back end of just a random product I've got. So you can load all your main images like this. But you'll notice, um, so I actually don't see the swatch image located here. Uh, I recall, though, that there's a spot to load a swatch image. So if it doesn't show up on the image tab, you might have to use uh, one of the template uploads to make it happen. But yes, there's a swatch attribute. What that would do, so if we go over to the live listing, what that'll do is it'll change this image right here. So swatch images usually work best for color image changes um, or material types sometimes. And you'll be able to see, instead of showing the main image, it will show like the swatch. So if you were selling something in multiple colors, you could put a swatch in there to show that. That's a great question, Mike. Really good one. Hey, by the way, while I'm here, uh, I noticed something earlier today that gave me a kind of an eerie feeling. We have a bunch of clients right now that are having challenges with the buy box and they don't have any secondary sellers. So I noticed today that there's a feedback button to tell us about a lower price. This is the first time I noticed it. I'm probably going to put out a dedicated video on this. And you can put in the URL, the price, and the date of the price. And I have a sneaking suspicion that some competitors are using this and abusing this to get people to lose their buy box, which is awful, awful, awful. Uh, so... I don't have a solution for this. This is more of just a general awareness notice that you may have people reporting for lower prices. And what happens is if they report you for a lower price off of Amazon, Amazon will take away your buy box. Even though I'm the only seller of this, if they found this item at a lower price and proved it, they would uh, take away the buy box. Now, I don't think Amazon takes into account like eBay and a couple other sites, but they do take into account like Home Depot, Walmart, Target or your actual website. So just be very careful on that. Um, we got a new member coming in from Iona. Thanks for joining the channel here. Really appreciate it. And we'll go to a couple of new member questions here. So it looks like we got quite a few of them. So Angela, you were first. We'll go to you first. So let's look for Angela's questions. So Angela first asks, if relaunching an FBA product, you recommend taking the listing back to the basics? Two word title, one word bullet points. How long do you wait before putting all the information back into the listing? Okay, so Angela is talking about one of the most advanced techniques that can be used to fix a product that's dead. So let's say you got a product with a thousand product reviews, but you're only moving like one unit a day and you're just depressed. It sucks. You want to reset the honeymoon period. This tactic that we're talking about should be used as a very last resort should not be something you you like like I personally have never used this on my own account. I've never needed to. So, this is not a tactic you should use generally. However, if you have a listing and it's super dead and and it's not indexed for at least 1000 keywords, you might want to try this out. So, what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to edit the listing, remove the A+ content, put the title and the bullets down to bare minimum just like Angela mentioned here, and then save the listing and wait 2 days. 2 full business days. Or, or 48 hours rather. And, and once you do that, you can then safely put everything back on and then you're going to have what's a resetted honeymoon period. 
Um, this is spoken about by other Amazon experts. Uh, again, generally don't use this. It's not something you should be using generally because you can recover a listing better than trying to reset the honeymoon period. But it does work. We, we have seen it work before. Uh, so test that out. And then I think Angela, you might have had one more question here. Let's see if I can find it. So for a mature product with a high ACOS in an optimized auto PPC campaign, are there any benefit to keeping the auto campaigns running? Yes, 100%. I always keep my auto campaigns running. I'm going to say that one more time. I always keep my auto campaigns running. The thing that most people forget to do is just go back into your auto campaigns and add negations of products that don't work. The reason you keep auto campaigns running is because they still produce at a very high velocity and they also uh, discover trends that you can't see in real time. So like you're, let's say you only have exact match manual campaigns right now. Well, you're never going to get a phrase match or a broad match. But if you have an auto campaign, regardless of what you're doing on your manual sponsored products, the auto will catch things that you're not paying attention to. If you have a problem with ACOS, just simply uh, negate any problematic keywords. And then last one from Angela here, and we'll move on. Uh, I have heard the GS1 UK barcodes are the cheapest. That's true. Can I purchase barcodes from GS1 UK, even though I don't live there, and use them to sell on Amazon USA? Yes, you can. Um, uh, I've heard a lot of people that do that, actually. <laughs> so, uh, And finally, are there any negative consequences to regularly, maybe once a month, updating and optimizing a listing? Uh, depends on your category. Generally, no. I would say it's completely safe to make updates. The more updates you make, the more that Amazon's robots pay attention to the listing. And that's generally a good thing. It means additional indexing, additional keywords. However, if you're in a medical-related product category, I would not do this because anytime you have a risk of a product yank, especially supplements, medical products, topical items, even beauty in some cases, you run the risk of them recrawling a word that the robot's like, oh, you've got a pesticide because you said antimicrobial on the listing. So I would say safe and most definitely don't do it in medical related ones. All right. So let's go to Iona. Let's see if I can find some of your questions here. Thanks for joining our channel and being a member. Is this drop in sales due to changing the title or is Amazon punishing me for the IP violation? All right. So maybe there's another second question that gives us a little bit of context. Uh, my made changes to a listing after being reported for IP violation, remove the trademark terms in the title and the detail page, still ranking well for it, but sales are down from 20 a day down to five to 10 a day. So generally speaking, it does take some time to recover those rankings. You, when, when you have that trademark infringement, they nuked all of your indexing. So when you come back, it's not surprising that you have a problem with the indexing. One of the things that I would do, Iona, is to go to Amazon.com, type in your ASIN, and make sure that the product comes up. So I'm going to demonstrate this just to make sure you don't have a, a hidden suppression. So literally, I'm just typing in the top here, typing in the ASIN, hitting enter, and you see how the product comes up? That means there's not a hidden suppression. So that's what I want you to do right now, Iona. And, and feel free to report back in the chat how this goes for you. And if you're comfortable, go ahead and type the ASIN in. I could I could look at your keyword rankings uh, while we're on the show today and take a look. But basically, if it doesn't show up, that means you have a hidden suppression still, still on the listing. If it does show up and you're still having a problem with sales, um, I would recommend you go heavy on PPC. Make sure your A-plus content has 1,000 words of copy to try and recover some of that bandwidth. All right. Let me go back to the top of the list here. Uh, let's see. I think I've done mics already. Let's go to Brady. 
I launched a product with three variations, two sold out fast and one is slow selling. Will it hurt me to leave the bad performing ASIN attached as a variation or should I separate it? Thanks. I would leave it attached. This is an easy one for me to answer. Here's why. Um, the, 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 the bad performing ASIN will still get some keyword juice going on the listing while your other two are waiting to be replenished for supply. Now, let's say all three are back on stock here in a couple months once you get all that figured out. Would I break off the third ASIN or leave it? This is this is the harder part of the question. I would say I would probably still leave it. I just may not replenish or reorder the third variation. So I would try and get it sold out, but you don't want to you don't want to orphan it off typically because then it just um, it will never sell if it orphaned off. So so that's what I would do here, Brady. Um, typically speaking, if you have two power sellers, um, I'm going to switch your question around a little bit here. I would generally put the two power sellers and separate them off. Um, in your case, I would leave everything together, only three variations. But let's say you had 16 variations and you had two power sellers. I would go eight and eight because the, the power sellers will index by themselves higher on the search engine results page, and that gives you additional coverage. It's the one downside of parentage, right? The one downside to parentage is having multiple products borrowing or sharing the keyword rankings of the best seller. So you want to have, uh, you know, if you have two power users or two power SKU sellers, this is why you'd want to separate them out and make sure you don't overcover them. Because if you do that, then then you you're, you're basically borrowing sales between each other. All right. So uh, real quick, we're going to talk about uh, an event I'm going to be speaking at. So this is coming up on November second. You can get fifty percent off uh, the powwow event. If you book sooner rather than later, uh, this is going to be held down in Miami. November 2nd is the time frame, and I'm going to be uh, a speaker at this event. There's a lot of other great speakers. You can see kind of the speaker lineup right here. So we got Kevin Sanderson and, and Norm Farrar, big fans of those guys. Dima, another good guy. Tim Jordan, very famous in the space. Brandon Young. A lot of really uh, powerful names in the space are going to be at this event. So if you guys haven't, um, I'll post a link in the chat. Book the events down in Miami on November 2nd. If you want to shake hands with me um, or just want to come and ask me a question live, um, I, I plan the current plan is for me to speak on SEO um, and do, do some live Q&A. Um, they've had a lot of speakers that are assigned to this. And so I, I, I've been debating, like, should I spend more time doing Q&A or should I spend more time on my presentation? And I'm torn on this question because I won't have a lot of time. I think I'll, I'll be a lot of 25 minutes, most likely. Um, and so I'll think about that, but, but we're going to be talking about SEO and, and how to improve it and why your SEO sucks. I'm really surprised that they actually approved that title of, of a speech. <laughs> um, and, uh, but they ran with it. So that's my personality. I just tell people straight up, you know, what we're going to talk about and we'll see, we'll see how that attendance does. So check out the powwow event again, November 2nd down in Miami, uh, for a full day event of great speaker lineup. Osa says, sell-through rate for one variation is 1.4. Should, should I run promotion for that ASIN or can I ignore it because it doesn't affect my IPI at the moment? Uh, well, I, this depends on your goal, right? Like if your IPI is fine and you don't have a problem with restock, I would just leave it alone. Um, personally, we're going into Q4 right now. I highly recommend that you focus on, on trying to make sure you go long on your inventory. So what does that mean? Just like in the stock market, people can short and they can go long. 
And I'm telling you, go along on your inventory. Supply chain is a wreck. You got 96 ships in LA's port. Last I checked a few days ago, 26 in Augusta down here in the Georgia area near me. These are record highs as far as I know. And, and so supply chain is a giant wreck. What, what that means is we're going to see shortages. Uh, and we know that China is claiming they have an electricity shortage right now. I say claim because I don't really know. Uh, and they're shutting down. And what I do know, though, is that the consequence of that is, is they're shutting down manufacturing facilities. Um, so my manufacturing facility specifically, we, we, we've, we've tested, you know, this is firsthand knowledge I'm sharing right now. They shut them down for two out of five of the days during the week that they can only run for two out of five days. And, and what that means is there's not going to be as much production going, which is going to catch up the container loads that are, that are stuck, but it's October 10th, October 8th today. And, uh, black Friday is less than two months away. And so what's going to happen is all of this sh uh, shortage is going to come to a head. And so I'm telling everybody, this is the best thing you're going to hear on today's podcast. Raise your prices black Friday weekend. Do not discount. Do not run a promotion. Do not run a coupon. Do not lower your prices for Black Friday. Instead, raise your prices for Black Friday. I, I, I cannot wait to hear the beneficial stories that come back um, at a later point uh, this year. When you guys come back to my channel and say, hey, I raised my prices and I had the best margin I had in three years. It's going to happen because your competitors are going to go out of stock. You're going to have stock if you bet long. So I would not be going heavy on promotions right now, and I would raise my prices going into Black Friday weekend. Uh, Abdallah says, in the last two days, my PPC is keep spending and no sales at all. Same campaigns that was making three to four sales a day. So you got a dip in conversion rate. Um, so if you're looking at three or four sales a day, that's you know 21-ish uh, units a month, uh, a week rather. Um, and it's now getting zero sales in the last two days. Uh, it could be a delay on the data, Abdallah. So I wouldn't make any abrupt changes on a two-day drop-off. I would say monitor it, keep your eye on it. And then if by Monday you see the same problem, make some evasive action. Chances are it's just a delay in the data, though. We see this all the time. Uh, I have a pet supplement listed under dog health supplies, arguably one of the hardest products to sell, I might add. Uh, very, very difficult category, but it should be really listed under dog digestive remedies. Should I move it? Does it matter? How would I move it? So what you would do is you would do a template export. We do have a video on how to do a template export to get all of your data to back it up. Then you'll do a template upload and then try and switch the category. This might take weeks of brand registry tickets if you want to move it. I would say in general, uh, this is a very minor challenge, especially if you're going from one subcategory to another subcategory in, inside of the, the larger pet supplements category, dog health supplies. I don't think this will affect your sales, Jeffrey. I don't think this is something you need to waste time spending on. Um, but for those that are listening that are worried about your own category, it is changeable. It's just a pain in the butt. And you got to file a lot of tickets and make a couple phone calls into brand registry. I want to improve a product's title with H10 suggested keywords. Will making this change have any short-term negative effect on the product stats or search? Most likely, no. Um, a lot of people are afraid to take out keywords they already index well on out of the title. It's completely safe to do so. Um, and you can test it. Track your keywords, make a change to your title. And if you see any negative losses over seven days, you could always revert it. But uh, from my experience, once you gain rankings and you're converting in the top 10 results, if you switch the title, you're, you're not going to lose any ground. Uh, now, there could be isolated times. I'd say like 20% of the time, 
maybe this goes negative, but a solid 80% of the time when you make changes, you're going to get incremental gains. So when we, we talk about our SEO phases at my Amazon guy, we have three phases where phase one, we talk about indexing for the most keywords possible. And, and we, we duplicate the keywords that are in the title and the back end of the search terms. This is against Amazon's own best practices. We violate them on purpose because through testing, we found that you get more indexing by having the words in the back end of the search terms on a new product. This is for a new product specifically. Once we finish phase one and we've indexed for about a thousand keywords, we can move over to phase two. And in phase two, we call it the pink word update. And this is where Amazon saying, hey, these keywords right here in pink, they add no value because they're already in your title and your bullet points. This is a true statement. However, you got to contextualize the statement. This applies during what we call phase two, the pink keyword update, because you want to have your words uh, in the back end of the search terms until you're ready for phase two. Once you're ready for phase two, take them out for incremental indexing gains. So you get additional keywords that'll gain from doing that. So here's an example of an original title versus an optimized title when you make those kinds of changes. Finally, after you do that, you're then ready for phase three. Phase three SEO is no longer about indexing. It is about ranking. So you want to rank the product at the top of the search, and you want to make sure that the keyword rankings go to the top one through 10. Uh, it looks like this image here is breaking. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, but basically, you want keywords that are in the ranks 20 through 50, and try and make sure uh, that you index. Um, let's pull that back off screen there. So we want to make sure we index for as many keywords as possible before we get to phase three. Once you get to phase three, it's about matriculation. So you you're, you throw the rules out of phase one and two, and you're trying to rank the product from ranks 20 through 50 up to one through 10. And generally speaking, you need at least 50 keywords in the ranks 20 through 50, according to Helium or any other SEO tool, before you're ready to focus on SEO phase three. So keep that in mind. You, you, you're not ready for matriculation until you have 50 keywords in ranks 20 through 50. Um, how do you find products to sell? What criteria do you evaluate uh, the ones you find? So personally, um, we do not use product research tools for my own product launches. We generally are going to come up with our own idea off, off our own knowledge of where we want to go in the space. So for example, um, I'm about to launch a holster brand. And we knew that there's massive demand for this, and we we have we're not looking at the Amazon data, and so we're gonna we're gonna launch a holster brand. Uh, we also have a wine glass brand, and we also have a gift giving sage brand. We just came out with some smudge sticks. So with the smudge sticks, we're probably not gonna make a whole lot of profit on this item, and we chose to do this because we have a brand named Sage, and it makes a lot of sense if we're selling Sage under the Sage brand. So we made it a point to make sure we did that. Uh, we really wanted to make, you know, have that actual product underneath their brand name. So, but in general, when you're trying to find products to sell, here's what I do. Stick to what you know. Uh, so I'm a chess player and it would make a lot of sense for me to sell chess sets. Now I'm, I'm never going to sell chess sets. Uh, I'm just using this as an example. And the reason I would be a good seller of chess sets is because I understand the product. I personally can't tell you much about Sage other than the fact that I've named my daughter after Sage, right? And so because of that, I'm not going to know like all the features and why somebody would want to burn it 
and a bunch of other things. So when you're sourcing products or coming up with products to sell, the number one tactic is to stick to what you know. And if you do that, you're going to be more successful. Now, in my case, I understand the gift giving category and that's what I'm sticking to knowing. Like I just, I know very well, like gift giving better than any other category. It's just where my, my heart's at. I like giving gifts. My wife's a gift giver. So I stick over to that. So anything that's gift, get giftable, I can sell it very well with the seasonality and all that included. Um, other than that, one of the other things I would recommend you do, Abdallah, is, is use, use data like Helium 10, Jungle Scout, or whatever tool you want to use and uh, articulate uh, the competition numbers. If you're trying to launch an item that has a very competitive landscape, such as a supplement, you're going to have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get the keyword rankings to justify the existence of the product. So be prepared for that. Got to make sure uh, you use the right tool for the right technique and outcome you're seeking. Mike says, when creating a removal order from Amazon, it asked me to update the automated unfulfillable settings for refurbishment and liquidations. Do you recommend enabling it? Uh, yes, you have to. Uh, there, it, it, you, you can still uh, make it so it ships out to you like normal, but they're trying to make sure everybody goes through and, and re-enables some of the settings because they've changed them. You can now automate liquidations. You can now automate refurbishments and you can automate shipping out of Amazon. This is a great question. Highly recommend you enable it. Uh, sometimes you want to liquidate. Other times you want to ship back to your warehouse. Just depends on your goals. Oso says list price $32.99 with an offer of $29.99. I now want to increase the price. Should I just remove the offer or increase the list price and adjust the offer? Oh boy. All right. We got to get very technical on this one. So I would, I would increase both. Uh, I would increase both the price and the list price. Uh, and you'll probably, you're, you're probably going to lose your list price badge, uh, unless it sells at that higher price in the future. SC Trojan says, I have a brand in the kitchen category interested in adding a completely different product like office supplies. Should I add the new product under the existing brand? The storefront is obviously kitchen theme. Just afraid this comes off as weird, but also registering a new brand for every new product is costly. Yes, it is. Um, I would say, uh, you, you, you got to decide like how you want to do your branding, how many SKUs you have. Um, frequently what I, what I tend to do, this is kind of my bright line, if you will, or line in the sand. If, if you have one umbrella brand name that you can put all of your ideas under, and then once they are successful, bump them off to a secondary brand with a hyper focus, that's generally what I would do. Uh, so for example, let's say you're just launching office supplies, but you've never done office supplies before. Well, Go ahead and list it under your own current brand name, unless unless your brand name is Kitchens Are Us or something kitchen specific. But if it's generic, uh, so like you're going to be able to do this with my brand name Mobster, like it doesn't make sense to go sell beer glasses for dudes, right? Like that that just wouldn't work. Um, and I would have to come up with a new brand name. Uh, so it just depends on how much you're going to invest in it. So I would say if if you're buying twenty thousand dollars in product, then you should absolutely start a new brand. Uh, but that's probably my threshold or my bright line on that one. And depends on the name of the brand as well. That would also factor in here. Uh, I have a new item which has over 60 sales, but doesn't show a category on page. And all items in the same category do show a category on page. You want to check the sub node ID, Mike. It's possible it's blank. You can go to the back end of search uh, on Seller Central and you can find where that is. Uh, let me see if I can find it on the fly here. So if we go back in here, we've got the seller SKU and the operator information here, condition note, all that good stuff. Uh, sometimes it's under the vital info. 
and category right here, item type. So go into the back end, go to your, looks like the vital info tab and go to category item type. If this is blank, this is your problem. If this is filled in, I would file a ticket and ask them to fit your subcategory ID and fit it in. Limit dropped to 1,000 while a shipment was on the way. Now to utilization quantity 1240, including the shipment. What will happen when the shipment arrives to FC and what will happen to extra units? Should check in just fine. Uh, however, they've been really picky of late and they, they, may, they may be fussy, but I would say it's totally fine as long as you've already shipped it. If you don't have like a pickup date or anything like that set up, they'll probably make you delete the shipment. That's the bad news there. Uh, Tunanan says, if I delete and relist the listing, would the FNSKU bar codes change? Um, usually, no. As far as I know, that would not change. Um, if it switched ASINs, it would change, however. Sell-through rate. Uh, let's see. I, I did OSIS's already. Let's go down to Steve. Happy Friday. ASIN review, please. All right. Let's do an ASIN review. I love doing these. Bravo08, Nancy, X-Ray, Yellow, Tom, Mary48. Oh, shoot. I wasn't even typing in the right spot. Let's try that again. B08NXYTM48. Let's see if I did it right. Looks like I did. All right. So we got we got a cold brew coffee latte. So I, I love the splash here. This is very colorful, very splash. Gets your attention. You even you even have the the uh, perspiration on the can there. So there's there's some attention to detail going on with this design. Love that. All right. So we go through the ASIN looking at various things. So uh, obviously this is a Photoshop job. Everybody knows it. Um, I would, I would emphasize, and I also don't like how, how it's a horizontal picture. So I think this is probably your lowest quality picture. I'd replace this one. Um, definitely want some more lifestyle imagery. Uh, your other graphics will look fantastic title. Uh, I generally will put the 12 pack information at the very far right. Uh, but that's not terrible. You could leave that. It's fine. Just minor. Um, you might get in trouble for putting the 12 pack symbol in the top right there. We've, we've seen some, some, uh, Amazon pushback on some of that, uh, ratings, obviously you're, as long as you're at the 4.0, you're good. If you drop down to three and a half, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, I like the fact you've got a parentage set up with various options. The only difference though, is that for whatever reason, this particular item right here is got a different swatch. So you might've had a manual swatch. You need to change or update on that, catching that here, get a size and a color variation. I think that's fine. Um, I think you can do better on your emoji choice. It's too boring with brown. And let's see, let's see if you switch it between them. You do switch them, and I get it, but I would I would probably switch up the emojis a little bit. A plus content, it's got a lot of copy in it. I like that. Uh, product grid, very good. I'd say you could probably do a little bit more with your product grid. Maybe add a couple more options and tell us, you know, about that. So maybe add like a flavor and then relist the flavors down here. This is just for SEO purposes because. You want to associate Blacko and Latte and Chai and Latte as many times on the page as you can. Let's look at one random photo, inspect it for alt text to see if you've got that filled in. You do, uh, but you can do better. So it just says matcha tea, oat milk latte. You can probably double the amount of characters there. And then uh, finally, so you can have 100 characters on alt text whenever you do an A-plus content. Highly recommend it. I like the fact you got videos. Let's click play on it, see what you start your video on. So it's very interactive, very moving. It's animated. So the only thing you could do better than an animated one would be to shoot a real one, but this is still pretty good. Finally, let's go check out the keywords. Let's also look at uh, the sales velocity. So your price has been going up, but your velocity is staying the same pretty much. So you're in pretty good shape from that standpoint. Finally, let's look at the keyword rankings and see how that is. 
so you're right around the one to two ratio, not quite a little bit high on the PPC. So you're probably burning a little bit more on PPC than you need to. Uh, it's not terrible though. And then uh, 3,500 keywords, which means your listing is very mature. You have a lot of good keywords in the top of the rankings. So you're very, I'd say overall, I'd give you a solid B plus on the listing. Just pretty minor stuff to get it up to an A minus, like switching out the one, this graphic needs to go. Um, maybe do like a group shot to show like all the different flavors in one shot. That wouldn't be bad to add that into the listing. So you got a little bit of work to do on that and some alt text keyword work, but not, nothing, nothing bad. We tried the storage limit ask through the ticket as per your video. No luck. Have you heard from anyone that has worked for an increased space? Um, about one out of 10. One out of 10 is the success rate we're having with that right now. Um, and the other thing we noticed though is last Monday, we saw everybody's storage limits increase across the board in general. So the, the good news is, is that we've seen FBA might be getting a little bit more space right now. That could go, that could change on a moment's notice though. You never know when that's going to change. Uh, Elise says, thanks, Stephen, your video helped me in removing unauthorized sellers from a client listing. Managed to remove 10 of them in the last six days. You're very welcome. Glad to hear that. Can't get a parentage and variation to go through, says Steve. Had a call with Saban. We still couldn't get it to work. Very, very seldom do we hear that, by the way. It's being controlled by Amazon retail. Any ideas aside from ticketing? If it's an Amazon retail issue, the only thing you can do is call into Amazon and ask them to override the retail team. Um, and file brand registry tickets. Very, very difficult. Happy Stephen Brain Dump Day. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, PP. Uh, Pepe, or however you say your name. Can you share how your new SKU is boosting your restock limits? Should I wait for sending inventory in as limit expands, or should I carpe diem piecemeal and restocking allocation increases? So right now, going into the holiday, ship whatever you possibly can, maximize your restock limits, because it's all going to sell by middle of December. It's just going to be a total shortage of, of items available on Amazon. So I would, sh I would ship in as much as you can right now. Um, new items have actually helped my restock limit go up, which has been nice. Um, how do we create variations for two existing listings of our own? Does anybody know this? Yes. Orhan, you need to do a template upload uh, and, and you need to do all the parentage uh, through a template upload. Lunga says, Hey, Steven, I dropped 150 keywords out of auto stock. How do I organically rank for more keywords? Add more copy to your listing in the A-plus content. Spend a little bit more on PPC to recover some of those rankings. Is it true that even if your inventory gets to the FBA warehouse, the listing won't go live until the launch date is here? Yes, it is. Set the launch date to whatever you want until the listing is ready. You'll be just fine. But but uh, there's two settings. There's the launch date. Uh, and I think there's another field. I forget the name of the top of my head. It's right next to it in the more detailed section, though. Set both of them just to play it safe. How do you think about storefronts? Any tips on how many tabs or sequence various products using the same brand umbrella? So brand stores are a defensive play. I would say cap it out at eight pages. Uh, and at bare minimum, make sure you've got a video and as much product as you can. Tell more of the brand story. It's aspirational in nature. It's defensive. You just don't want somebody to click on your brand name. So for, for example, if somebody clicks on two bears store, you want them to go to the brand store. If if you haven't made a brand store yet, it'll go to the search results and it could show like two bears like this and you could see everybody's competing products like that. And that's what you want to avoid. That's what that's the purpose of the brand store, really. Um, Dan says, what would you say to somebody who wants to know a fraction of what you know, how to begin with, where to start books, Amazon Seller Central? It'd probably take years, but that's not a problem. Well, uh, you got to pay your Amazon tax, as they say. You got to learn it one way or another. Best way to learn for a deductive individual is to go make mistakes. If you're an inductive person, you should watch a hundred different podcasts. 
Um, you need to watch a ton of video content. We do have uh, a really cool page we launched about a week ago. So if you go over to myamazonguy.com, we have all of our best playlists built on a page. So scroll to the very bottom left in the footer here, and it's an Amazon FBA video tutorials. And we, we went ahead and put this in alphabetical order just to make it easy for people to crawl through. But if you want to learn more about A-plus content, here's 30 videos. If you want to learn more about Amazon advertising PPC, here's 50 videos on that one. And you can go down the list. So depending on what you're looking for, we have a giant playlist of all topics, Amazon video tutorials. Check it out. With the tight inventory restocking limit, did you ever have to sacrifice going out of stock on one SKU to make it room for another? Yes, I did. Um, I discontinued anything that didn't sell at least 20 units a month to make that happen. When selling on Walmart, what percentage on top line can you expect? Three to 5%. That's it. It's a very up and coming platform still. I have no idea why Walmart can't get their act together and take some more space out of Amazon. They just simply haven't. Uh, let's go. What do you think of uh, Al Ad Agencies? Never heard of them. Not sure. Uh, Jeremy says, hi, Steven. I'm looking to help a brand for a wholesaler improve their A-plus content. Uh, oh, we did that one already. I think we've caught up to the middle of it when we skipped ahead to get some of the new member questions answered. Would I ever archive a campaign will affect keyword indexing? Um, generally, it should not affect keyword indexing because you, you earn the rank and then you maintain it after you've had the conversion data. Uh, for a more competitive listing, though, uh, the more velocity that keyword has, the less true that statement becomes. So if this is like 100,000 a month keyword and you turn off your PPC and you were spending 10K a month, obviously you're going to lose rankings, like 100% prove that. Um, but but the only times I archive a campaign is when um, the ACoS is so out of hand, it'd be better to start anew uh, than to do that. Uh, we got another question coming in from Matthew. Uh, thanks for the donation, Matt. Appreciate it. Set up an LTL shipment and downloaded box labels. Decided to send in SPD. Can't delete the LTL contact at Seller Central. 10 days still waiting. Any advice? Um, that's really surprising. You should be able to delete the LTL, no problem. Um, inside of Seller Central, if we go to a shipment, you should be able to see the delete button as long as it hasn't been picked up. Now, Matthew, if you don't have any restock problems, this is not really worth your, your, your worry. And I would just file a ticket and ask Amazon to delete it. But in general, you should be able to uh, go through an LTL shipment and delete it out. So here's here's my shipments. So let's just go look at one of these. I'm just going to go to, and I, and I know you said LTL, so I don't know if I have an LTL here I can find on the fly. But if you go, if we just go to this random one here, there should be a delete button on the shipment. So let's just control it. Okay, yeah, there it is. Cancel shipment in the bottom left. So you can see it right there. So if you're not seeing a cancel shipment button, the only thing you can do, Matt, is unfortunately um, file some tickets and call into Amazon until they get that removed or fixed. Make sure in the ticket though, what I would do is I'd file the ticket and then I would call in on the ticket. So I would I would file it by email, put the shipment ID in the ticket and say, hey, I want to cancel this shipment. Um, I, I, I didn't send it out by LTL. I sent it out by um, SPD and they should be able to help you. Uh, problem is the dead shipment is counting towards my inventory limit. So if inventory limits is a problem, then this is something you should worry about. And I would go ahead and, and jump right on that. And, and yes, ticketing and phone calls at Amazon is the answer on this one if the cancel button does not show up, Matt. Uh, Steve says, can you do a video showing PPC bulk bid optimization? Um, so I think we do have a video on PPC templates. Uh, let me see if I can Google that real quick. PPC templates, my Amazon guy. Let's see what shows up in search results here. And scrolling down, really didn't 
Okay, how to upload bulk file advertising campaigns. So I think this might be what you're looking for, Steve. We'll put this in the chat. Uh, advertising budget. Uh, let's do template uploads. So check that one out. If you want something more than that, don't hesitate to leave a video comment and I'll see what else I can do to shoot some more on that. All right, scrolling up to see if I... So there's no way I'm going to get to everybody's questions today. So I apologize in advance. Uh, Iowa, so we got going back to that listing that we talked about earlier. Let's go Bravo 089C 4GZPK. So let's see if we can find it. GCPK. All right, so here's the listing in question. And I'm going to go back to your question to remind me what we're talking about here. So IP infringement. Okay, got it. So if we go here, we look at the listing. By the way, this looks pretty good. You're a little light on bullets. I'd probably fill those out a little bit more. Let's go down the A-plus content. Oh, you need A-plus content. Here's your answer. You need to get A-plus content going, 100%. This will make a massive difference. I would focus on this as your next uh, next technique. That will definitely help you repair some of those losses. Let's just go look at the keyword rankings. I'm going to guarantee. I'm going to bet you right now that the keyword rankings are going to be under 2,000, even though this is a mature listing. Let's see how close I get it, because uh, A plus content has such a massive impact on keyword indexing. So let's let's see what the number comes in at. Drum roll, 1,700. I was right, under 2,000. So if you put A plus content, I bet you, you can take that 1700 number and get to 2,500 in less than 30 days. That's how much of an impact A plus content makes on A plus content. So get that A plus content up. If you don't have a trademark, you can order those from my Amazon guy. Go to the service section, trademark registration right here. We will file that immediately for you. If you need a trademark, uh, check it out. Lots of people on today's call have ordered trademarks from us. If that happens to be you, feel free to write in the comment section how fast we did it for you and how well it did. After you get your trademark, get your A-plus content going. A priority, I own it. Very, very, very important. Uh, all right. So kind of poking around here. Your category only allows for 150 characters and bullets. I understand. So so chalk it in the A-plus content then. Just type my ASIN in and a list of products in addition to mine came up. Nothing wrong with that. You're just checking for a hidden suppression. Uh, so no problem there. Supplements don't typically come from China. That being the case, do you still recommend raising prices on supplements for Black Friday? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I would say yes. I think that people are going to be in such a high demand for items that they're willing to pay for it. Plus, January is the Christmas for supplements, and this is when you're going to have some big boon and conversion rates. So I 100% I would do that. Uh, all right. So let's, let's kind of teeter around. I'm going to scroll through some questions, trying to make sure I didn't miss any members today. Is it bad to leave the trademark term in my backend search terms? Yes. Remove that. I own it. Very, very important. You can still get suppressed for leaving a trademark, uh, inside of your search terms. Uh, I just typed my ASIN. Okay. We did that one. Let's keep going up the list. Uh, so you're not, you're not getting impressions on the listing. That's part of the problem. Um, yeah, get the A-plus content going, report back. Let me know how that goes. If I run out of stock on a product and want to modify the product, can I simply update the description and send it in? Example, four lapel pins pack. Now I make it a three pack. Uh, yes, you're going to have a pissed off customer or two who get a returned item that checks back in. So the way that I would generally do this is I would duplicate the SKU. So you got two SKUs on the same ASIN and then ship in the new quantity on the duplicate SKU, close the listing, sell out of the original, and then reopen the new one and close the old. That will prevent the inventory from merging 
the three and the four pack lapels. Then you can simply change all the descriptions and everything over and you'd be just fine, David. Great question. I really like that one. Uh, thanks for asking about 360 Manny. How do you upload them to Steven, to Seller Central Steven? So you can only do this with the help of somebody from, um, from Seller Central. It is a category specific item and you have to load it with their assistance. So um, only certain categories can do 360 images. Vendor Central, it's the easiest thing to do. If you have a Vendor Central account, it's even easier there. Um, but other than that, uh, you're going to need to you file a ticket and ask them to load it for you. Angela says, thank you for the information on these live Q&As. They are awesome. You're very welcome. Uh, you're very welcome. Appreciate that. David, thank you for the super sticker donation for two bucks. I appreciate it. What's the lowest price product you would sell? $15. I won't go under that. Uh, if you're in grocery, you could get a little bit lower, but it's kind of hard. Generally don't recommend it. Uh, all right. Scrolling back up since last weekend, I'm having problems with two ASINs that have scent variations. The picks for all the variations are the same instead of showing up in different products. Uh, instead of, instead of the picks are showing up for various products are showing up for the different products. Okay. So you have a problem with the parentage swatch image showing up. That's what I'm hearing. Um, make sure on the back end that you haven't uploaded to duplicate SKUs and you've cross-contaminated. I see this all the time. The second thing I would do is I would, I would re-upload a template with the correct information. And the third thing I would do is I would file brand registry tickets left and right until you get that to go through. I've set up FBM listings as you recommend for the stock I have in the 3PL. How do you determine the postage price for each state? Unfortunately, Angela, you only can do one price across the entire United States. So if you're on the East Coast and you're worried about California two-day error, don't have fast shipping across um, in those states. But your, your, your free economy or your lowest tier option has to be the same for all states. So generally speaking, seven bucks is not unheard of for shipping costs. I've been getting 7 to 10% in sales monthly for the past 12 months in the supplement category. What is considered a good percentage improvement in sales month over month for the supplements category? So not accounting for January, uh, I, I would say 7 to 10% is quite good. Uh, depending on the type of item you're selling and, the, and, and really within supplements, there's so much competition in supplements. Certain niches or categories are growing and certain times items or like gummies get really hot, pills get hot, then the powder gets hot. And so like, it just kind of rotates around quite a bit. And I would say, uh, seven to 10% though is really, really strong. I, I think I'd be proud of that. Um, now depending on your goals, maybe seven or 10% of a thousand bucks a month isn't enough for you. And you want to get to hundred K per month. That would change my answer, of course. Uh, but, but January, you should see like 30 to 50% gains in January typically. All right. I think I've caught up all of the older member questions in queue. So I'm coming down to see uh, some of the newer ones. Can you show how to use Cerebra for keyword indexing? Yes, this is this is quite easy to do. So if we go, um, so Helium 10, I've got a Chrome extension right here. You type in any ASIN like we did for, for this product. For I think this is Iona's. And on here, you can see there's 1,700 keywords index. This means they show up in the top 300 search results on Amazon. So if you scroll down, you can see all their organic ranks in the far right. So if we wanted to know how many keywords are in positions 20 through 50, we do that search and hit apply. And we see, hey, there's 179 keywords that are in striking distance. These are the keywords you want to focus on. Why? 
because they have a striking distance to getting to the top of, of the top of the page. So then I would sort this by search volume and I'd come in here and say, Hey, um, reuse, reusable toilet paper cloth, probably not. A, is this, is this what it is? Yeah. Okay. So let's see what the search results are compared to their product. And you can decide for yourself whether this product would be good or bad compared to the category. If it's good, if this is a good keyword and it's, and we're search volume is 1600 and we're ranked 34, we might want to change the title to match this keyword to get an exact match to try and improve it. At the very least, you'd come in here and pick three or five keywords to work on and add those to the A plus content, add them to the bullets, add them to the title and a bunch of other things. David says, I got, you got my brand registry. Thanks. It's been months since I've yet to start my A plus content or start my store. Slap me, please. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> There's your slap, David. Get going, my friend. You got some time here for the Christmas season. If you, you know, maybe if you click that purchase order button on our website for a thousand bucks on the A plus contents, uh, David, we'll get that up for you next week, just in time. Uh, at the Sage brand works, same issue with my product, same response from Amazon. All right. So Tom, you're probably responding to another comment here. Uh, don't know which one I saw on one of your videos on a plus content on cast elegance pizza tray did providing an ebook with the order help conversion. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, Drew, I suspect, no, I don't think anybody cares about ebooks. However, it's definitely a nice thing to set yourself apart. So, um, I do recommend it. Apparent ASIN is showing up on under my suppressed listings tab. The reason showing is zero inventory. How can this be if it's apparent? Is this affecting the sales for my child ASINs? Um, that's that either one of two things is happening on this one, Iona. Either one, it's a false flag and it's there's nothing to worry about. That's that's the most likely of the two answers. Or number two, there's a suppression on that parent that has nothing to do with the inventory that's causing a suppression. Make sure that the 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 title doesn't break any TNC, um, especially if this was related to a trademark infringement or anything like that. Uh, all right. So Iona says, I did a trademark for you guys a while back. Thanks. You're very welcome. Cindy says, trademark, less than 24 hours. We're very quick with our trademark filings. So I hope you guys decide to do that. Uh, can I have a single ASIN in multiple sponsored ads campaigns? Great question, Tom. 100%. Absolutely. You can A-B test uh, the targeting and the bidding. When you do A-B testing, make sure you only make one change between A and B. That gets you to true A-B test. Issue with scent variations having the same image applied across all ASINs. Okay, make sure that there is not uh, uh, a parent overriding those childs. So I would delete the image from the parent child, uh, parent listing. And I would also make sure that there's not swatches listed. So Tom, make sure there's not an accidental swatch image loaded. That probably be the problem. Uh, I'm a new seller and I really need Amazon storefront. If yes, what's the benefit for a new seller like me with just three products and 12 variations? Uh, I have my brand registered. So this is extraordinarily important for defensive purposes. If somebody clicks on your brand name without a brand store being submitted, it will go to the search result on Amazon. And if, if that happens, you're basically throwing away sales because they're leaving your brand and going somewhere else. So highly recommend defensive play at bare minimum. It, one of the first videos that I put out uh, on how to, to grow yourselves on Amazon was an Amazon storefront. This video right here walks you through how to build a brand store. In seven minutes, you can build it yourself. I promise you don't need to be a designer. 
so I'm going to recommend you watch this video. It's got over 180,000 views on, uh, on YouTube. Very, very popular video. Very basic and simple. I had more hair then back in 2018 than I do now. You can see, you know, r- running four kids under seven in my house, uh, as well as the Amazon baby in the house uh, called my Amazon guy. Definitely losing some hair from that. Uh, but I would say definitely got to get a brand store up. Super, super important. Um, so that is the My Amazon Guy show today. I really appreciate you guys joining us. If you guys could leave a comment with just your satisfaction, I'll, I'll, I'll be on here for another 60 seconds. I'll read off any thank yous that you guys want to give me. We really appreciate uh, all the support you guys do. We have a tremendous community. It is, it's not us against you. It's us against Amazon as far as I'm concerned. So if you're an Amazon agency and you're listening in, um, tip of the hat to you. Uh, we, you know, we don't think of you as a competitor. Uh, we, we do these Q and a sessions every Friday at noon, Eastern standard time. Don't forget to sign up for the powwow event down in Miami, Florida, uh, buy your tickets today, uh, November 2nd down in Miami. And we really appreciate, um, everything that you guys do to help each other as a selling community. If, if somebody asks a question, uh, that didn't get an answer, feel free to repeat your question on the video as a comment. I'll come back and review those. Uh, in addition to that, uh, if you find you know the answer to somebody else's question, don't hesitate to answer it on my channel. I have no problem with the community helping each other. Brady says, thanks for the show today. You're very welcome. Benjamin says, thanks, Stephen, from a previous MAG employee. We appreciate it. Ben's over at Boosted, uh, uh, one of the aggregators. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. And Zeeslin says, uh, uh, okay, so that's the show today. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a good one. Have a weekend. Jade says, thank you.